Well, Ulysses, it's uh, Wednesday, which means it's time for our recurring segment, Midweek Mailbag. Yes, and we've got questions from all over the globe, so this should be an exciting, and so let's start that right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we are the hosts of the Locked and Rage podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. All right, let's dive right into these mailbag questions. As per usual, we have great ones uh, to go through today. Uh, This first one, John from Scotland, uh, listening from a long way away, which we appreciate. He says, uh, John from Scotland here, still loving listening in most days when I'm out and about. Just listen to your most recent podcast where you both seem to be overall quite gloomy about our playoff prospects. I am actually bubbling with enthusiasm and very optimistic. September has been very lackluster, and certainly if we take that form into the playoffs, then it won't be much fun. However, the pitching has remained pretty impressive, and this is where I get my optimism from. I totally get that we should never underestimate any opponent, but I feel that the Rays have calculated that the best route to the ALCS is via Cleveland, as this means avoiding Seattle and Houston. I think whoever wins between Cleveland and Tampa Bay has an excellent chance against the Yankees. However, this brings me to my mailbag point slash question. When we get to mid-September under this new system, there is certainly the opportunity to game the system by losing more than the team you are competing with for second or third wild card spot. By mid-September, there will always be a good chance that it will be clear that one of the division winners is significantly the weakest. It certainly looks to me that both Seattle and the Rays are quite happy with not playing Houston until the ALCS and probably hoping that someone else sees them off in the ALDS. For this reason, the new system incentivizes finishing in position six rather than five or even four. I think Toronto, Seattle, and Tampa Bay have all been quite content to lose games since mid-September. The questions I would like to ask are, A, do you accept that the new playoff system is flawed in this regard, And B, would it therefore be better to have eight teams making the playoffs from each league, seeding one through four, being the three winners of the divisions and the best wildcard team all getting home field advantage in a three-game series with 4v5, 3v6, 2v7, 1v8? This would also avoid giving two division winners five days of rest in addition or playoff fun for more teams. Well, I know that the second part of that question, we're going to be split because you are a guy who likes more playoff teams. I am on the opposite side of that. I say no, no to more expanded playoffs. I think that's 
it's ridiculous. This is not football or NBA where basically everybody gets everybody gets into the dance. Like then then shorten the season, shorten the season. Then the, the, the one sixty two matters not. That's and what I'm so, saying. I'm saying let's do 130 games and 16 teams in the playoffs. But that's, but that's the thing. You're not going to do that. Like, there's yeah. no way that baseball is going to. So, like, just to add teams more, like, by the way, first, before we start on, on, on a rant, John, thank you so much for writing to us. And it's been a minute. I hope everything is okay with, uh, in, in Scotland and, and uh, you're, you're healthy. Um, Hmm. No, I, I, John, I don't, I don't like the, the more teams in the playoffs. I mean, if we were to expand it to this year and, and let's say, um, you know, that there were eight teams, mm-hmm. you're, you're talking the six are Houston Yankees, uh, Cleveland, Toronto, Seattle, Tampa Bay. That's six. So you're talking what? Two more teams per league. So you're uh, you're 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 telling me the Chicago White Sox right now have an seven an under five hundred record and they would make the playoffs? No, it'd be Baltimore. Okay, would okay, Baltimore. I skipped Baltimore. Eighty two and seventy seven as the time of, of this recording. Eighty two and seventy seven. Just above five hundred, and this is a playoff team? No. And then Milwaukee, eighty four and seventy five would be the National League representative. Yeah, I gotta, I I gotta go ahead and and, and say no to that. Um, I, I, oh wait, I'm okay. no, you're right. You would go down to, so you would have. It would be eight. Yeah, that's a lot. Even, I, I, even I, I'm going to admit that's a lot. I mean, you're talking Giants and the White Sox, teams that are basically under or just about 500. Like, no, I, we we cannot do that to baseball. That means nothing then. That means nothing. And because you're not going to do the radical idea of Kevin Weiss, which is to shorten the 162, you're just right. not going to do that, then I think that's a waste of time. So, no, I, I do not want more teams in, in the playoffs. Now, going back to question number one, which was, do I think teams could potentially know which division winner is the weakest so that you can kind of plan around so that you can face them? I would, I would say this. Um, John, I think a lot of fans have um, really gone behind the tanking for Tito to to just a national anthem, and yeah. the 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 players are not going out there and 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 just lose like that's money to them. Reindeer Rosarena striking out to lose so that they can f- meet Cleveland—that's money lost in his pocket. And same for Isaac Perez and, and and rookies that are trying to make their name and 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 Jason Adams that that have a revelation and they're not going to blow it up just so that they can face Cleveland the, the the Guardians like that's money in their pocket. Let's remember that. That's number one. That's the yeah, most important thing to them. It's I, their livelihood. I think it's it wouldn't be the players tanking per se. It would be the front office and the coaching staff not putting the best players on the field in the most important moments of a series or a game. It's not like Randy's like, Oh yeah, we got to face Cleveland. So I'm going to strike out here. It's just, all right, we're going to roll out Easton McGee. Yeah. That again, we, we set this on, on Monday's episode, which I know John listened to Um, the priority right now is, is is not to, to win against Boston, you know, And, 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 and these series, once you've clinched, it's to have guys healthy and, and and you see that's how Kevin Cash has been treating 
the last three series, I could say. Basically, since Yandy Diaz hasn't been in the lineup, yeah. uh, you guys, that's since that's that's basically when Kevin Cash said, No, health is more important. We're gonna get our W's. We're gonna get our W's and 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 everything else will, will come. So, John, I think I see your point that it incentivizes teams, but um I I I don't see a way around it. I, I, I really, uh, except what for ex- expanding teams, which I don't want. What about reseeding playoffs? Or you're not a fan of that? As in, well, okay. If it's reseeding by best record and not by division, then yes. Okay. I'm down for that. I'm down for that because I've, I've told you uh, so many times here in another podcast, like the fact that, you know, you, you might have a division winner, that has less wins than uh, a wild card. I, that that seems preposterous to me. So yeah. if you're going to do it by total record of wins, then yeah, 100% redo the seating. I would I would be I would be 100% behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also this whole hey, let's make sure we lock in the number six seed in the playoffs so we can face Cleveland and then. Houston rather than Toronto and then New York. I feel like we're putting the cart before the horse and getting ahead of ourselves. You first have to get through Cleveland to even get that opportunity against Houston or or against uh, the Yankees or whoever you're going to face in the uh, ALDS, ALCS. Like we're, we're, we're thinking a couple more steps ahead than we probably should be right now. Yeah, because that's the way that the fan works, right? Like you look at the bracket and you're like, oh, okay, Cleveland, and then we get the Yankees, and then then it's the ALCS and it's Houston, so anything can happen. I I understand that. I I I don't think race fans are taking Cleveland as seriously as they should. Right. And it bothers me because I said this on, on Monday's episode being a race fan should give you the knowledge that a lot of people just always undermine what the race can do. And I feel like that's exactly what's happening with the guardians this year. People yeah. are just, they're scoffing at them when they just do the, 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 the fundamentals of baseball the right way. They hustle every time that they, they have a chance to, that's basically the Ray. Tell me which Ray doesn't hustle. You can't find one. They, they, they're very similar, well-matched teams. And I feel like, it, it's yeah. odd to me that race fans are are still scoffing at Cleveland. I don't get that. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. Um, and we'll find out. We'll find out how these teams, I mean, most likely that's what mm-hmm. it's going to be, Cleveland versus Tampa Bay. Um, great question again from John there. We've got more that we'll get to. But first, uh, got to tell you about Simply Safe. Uh, you can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month absolutely free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. And I should note this Simply Safe is S I M P L I S A F E dot com slash locked on MLB uh, for the people that are listening out there. All right, uh, let's move on to uh, this next mailbag question. 
uh, from Brian Stark. He says, how does Tyler Glass now fit into the playoff picture? Additionally, how will the playoff rotation for the first and hopefully second round shape up? We also want to give a shout out to uh, Stephen Pipe as well on Twitter for uh, asking a Glass now related question too. But uh, more specifically, what Brian had to say. Yeah, uh, with Glass now, we saw him in Boston go basically four innings. I know it's three and two thirds, but the last out was a strikeout that got a, a little bit wild, and and the, and the runner uh, got to be safe at first uh, after the drop third strike. So essentially, four innings. I'm gonna I'm uh, you know bleep semantics here. Four innings and sixty five pitches. I would be expecting the next step to be five innings, 75, max 80. I don't think he will touch 80, Um, but 75. So that means that you – first of all, let's start with who's going to be your your number one. It's Shane McClanahan. He's going to be your number one. Then after that, you have to have Tyler Glass now pitch – in the wild card series, you just have to like you can't you, you can't just like not pitch him. That's that's not going to happen. So if he can give you five and eighty, then the third guy becomes very intriguing. Kevin, very intriguing. Uh, I I would say you go Rasmussen, and for the Springs lovers, which there are many because he has been fantastic this season. I, you know I like the – I've always said this since the, the opener days. Putting two contrasting pitching styles, uh, I think it would be such an advantage to disrupt the opposing manager's lineup. I, th- I mean, what, what better black and white, uh, yin and yang, than Tyler Glass now for four innings maybe, Right. And then yeah. Jeffrey Springs right behind him. I mean, I think that would just put to pieces whatever a lineup Terry Francona could do uh, if we're talking about the Guardians. That's what I was thinking too. I think that if you set this up, uh, if you set this up correctly, or um, you can make it work to your favor, you have Shane McClanahan game one. Then game two, you go with a combination of Glass now Springs. I guess yeah. you'd go Glass now Springs and not Springs Glass now. Is that yes. the, a lot of thinking? Okay. Yeah, because Glass now, Springs has more of a, a of a relief bullpen coming out of the bullpen background than, than Tyler. I mean, Tyler hasn't done it since 2017. Uh, Springs did it this year. It, this so, is not the time to be gerrymandering around and trying to get too cute. Let's just do yeah. what <laughs> Tyler Glass now is used to starting ball games. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And so that's what you do. If he can give you five, great. But honestly, if he gives you if he gives you the same performance that he gave you against the Red Sox, which was a scoreless three and two thirds, you you take that. You give the you give the ball to somebody else for for that third uh, a third of an out, and boom, you you yeah. get Springs for a, a bulk of the a four or five innings. I think that would be fantastic. And then the third. Um, uh, starter, I th- I think you'd got to go Rasmussen, um, but just just for for 
you listeners out there and, and, and all of you who are watching on YouTube, by the way, we've seen a lot of uh, uptick on our views. So thank you so much to everybody that's been subscribing and hitting the like button. Every time you hit that like button, every time you hit that subscribe button uh, to the channel, you help us reach other race fans that might not know about yeah. the podcast. So we, we thank you for that. Um, it, it, it's, I, I know people are, are hoping we do a postseason roster uh what what if and we're going to do that people we're going to do that and we're going to do that with evan klosky uh so we'll be recording that on wednesday evening with uh with evan and that should be a lot of fun and that's going to be dropping on thursday so i don't want to get too ahead of ourselves kevin uh talking about what could be but that's going to be a fun episode so say that uh the rays are playing cleveland of course and uh, they split the first two games. Game three, is it starting to Rasmussen, or do you try to get a little more creative and go with the veteran Corey Kluber and then bring in Rasmussen after that do-or-die situation? Uh, I got to go with Drew Rasmussen there. I, I just, like, just like in 2019 where you had your, the back, your, your backs against the wall – uh, losing the first two uh, games in Houston in the ALDS, game three was started by Charlie Morton. You had that veteran presence to 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 give you the the hopefully the win, and he did on 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 that game three. You need Corey Kluber for the ALDS against the Yankees. Like that's who I I would give the ball. Here you go, veteran. Take us game one. You're the guy starting in the Bronx, like you've been there, done that, like the bright, that's going to be the brightest of lights. And I right. need Kluber to have that ball there. So again, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but if that's the way that Kevin Cash and company make it out, that might open up a, a roster spot for the wildcard series. Mm. It's interesting. Hopefully, ideally the Rays wouldn't have to worry about that game three wild card but something Correct. tells me that uh we're we're probably gonna have three wild card games but it's fun to talk about for sure but i think now that- do, do you agree do you agree that they would uh, keep kluber for for the uh for the alds or do you see something else happening I mean, with with Russ again i i also come from the vantage point of you can't think about you can't play for tomorrow if if you don't win today and i i think it's if you have to pull out all the stops to win that game, you pull out all the stops and you you think about that next series. That That's tomorrow's problem. Cool, um, I like that. I do like the idea of, again, we know about the history of Corey Kluber in the Cleveland organization, but the only reason that I was thinking of maybe you roll out Corey Kluber to start and not necessarily, hey, you got to go out and throw six, seven innings, whatever it may be, but do a one time through the order, like maybe get creative and, give get Kluber the look so he can use his veteran presence and expertise and knowledge and vision to tell the other guys on the pitching staff, Drew Rasmussen and whoever else comes in after him, hey, this is what I'm seeing with these mm-hmm. guys. That's the only thing that I was bad. maybe considering from from there. And again, Drew Rasmussen, yes, he's been starter this season, but we know historically or or previously he was a reliever he was a bullpen arm so it's something that i don't think would be totally foreign to him 
there either. So again, really good question there from uh, Brian Stark and, and Stephen. Uh, thanks for uh, bringing up Glass now as well. This next mailbag question, the last one we'll get to today, uh, comes from Caleb. He says, who plays second base in game one of the wild card series for the Rays? Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, this is a good one. I Because I was trying to look at who, who their... Cleveland's pitching matchup would be Shane Bieber opening right Bieber, game one right? has game to be one, Bieber. Yeah. So let's let's so let's 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 pretend it's Bieber. Um, I'm looking at the splits and against righties, he's actually doing worse. Uh, this slash line against them, so. The options would be Jonathan Aranda, Vidal Brujan, or Isak Paredes. Not Taylor Walls. I, 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 I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I can't. Knowing the splits of Taylor Walls and how he is just not below average but worse than that i'm not going to 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 nail on the guy we've we've i've done that plenty we've done that plenty he is just not productive outside of tropicana field swinging this stick he is just not he's got a uh, 369 ops on the road i'm i can't play that i can't play that i am sorry i am sorry i can't now Against righties, Bieber is letting a 238 average, 278 on base, a 352 slug. I think it's got to be Paredes. I think it's got to be Paredes. With the chance of the pop, I mean, you do, if there's a guy that could maybe lean into one, it's him and Randy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, if you stack that, that, that lineup with righties, you've got, Randy, you got Wander, uh, I, I, Yandi, Manuel Margot. Like now, it starts to to be a little bit thicker and thinking, hmm, maybe something good can happen here. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm I'm sorry, I can't I can't put Taylor Walls I can't put Taylor Walls in, in in that game. I'm I'm sorry. Not to get too ahead of ourselves, where we are going to do the playoff roster, but Taylor Walls does make the playoff roster. No. Yeah. Okay. Let Let's. Here's the thing. I would not be totally shocked if Taylor Walls starts, and I'm, I assume that Caleb's question is who's starting game one. I mean, who plays second base game one? You could have three guys that ultimately play that position uh, during the course of a ball game. But the thing with Taylor Walls is defense does matter to this organization. And I guess it depends. Um, I mean, if you're rolling out Shane McClanahan and depending on who you roll out after that, um, maybe you don't need the defense quite as much if depending ground ball versus fly ball, if he's striking out everybody, you know, whatever it may be. Um, But Taylor Walls does have, and I know he's, you know, basically a rookie. He's still green in this league, but, 
in comparison to Isak Paredes and Vidal Brujan and Jonathan Aranda and really everybody on this roster. Let's let's put this into perspective. Taylor Walls is second in games played this year and third on the team in at-bats. Now, the offense is very yucky. I mean, it's historically <laughs> yucky. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the lowest batting averages of all time for a guy with as many opportunities as he's gotten. And that tells me, again, they really, really, really trust what he does defensively. And up the middle like that, it'd be one thing if, okay, first base, gold glove, maven, but up the middle is a little bit different too. I understand that, and I think you are correct. And I think what you're saying makes sense in a 162-game season. Like, you need to save runs. You need to be – but in a short game series, I know yeah. you can also say, well, a, a, a bounce, you know, here and there and, and, and a play caught or not, I understand that. But if I look at the 927 lineup, Taylor Walls – did start that game and Isaac Paredes also started that game. You know who didn't start that game? Uh Aranda. Yandy Diaz. Yandy Diaz, okay. So I again Isaac Paredes, Taylor Walls. Isaac was a third. Taylor Walls is a second. You're not Yandy's playing. So if Isaac also played, you like Isaac against Shane Bieber. You would have found somebody else. Right. To, to, so I, I, I understand. It's tough. Aranda also saw a, a just one at bat, though. So he didn't play. Um, I, if it were me, I, I would save Taylor Walls for a defensive replacement, and I would give more at bats to Isaac Paredes. I would yeah. trust Shane McClanahan to be a, a, a swing and miss type of guy, then we need this ground ball. And again, it's, we're also acting like Isaac Paredes is Jonathan Aranda defensively. Yeah, he's true. not. He's better. He's better than he's, he's, he's about average about what you're expecting. So I, I would put Paredes. I don't know about you. No, he can, he can definitely hold his own. And I know he didn't play a ton of games when he was with Detroit, but he should have at least a little bit more familiarity with the Cleveland organization. I don't even know if he previously got to play uh, in progressive field, but um, yeah, I, that's that's going to be a really interesting decision. And furthermore, again, not to go too far down the road, I wonder if the playoff roster, because it is a twenty-six man playoff roster, correct? Mm-hmm. Men, um, for those guys, will be on the wild card roster: Walls, Aranda, Bruhan, Redis. I would yeah. say absolutely Taylor yeah. Walls and Paredes, correct? I mean, those are two locks. Well, that's why I was saying maybe a clue bot, a the a one starter doesn't have to make the wild card, and then that you would be opening up the bench. But I also like your devil's advocate. Like, why are you saving arms for a series yeah. that has not been promised? You have to win game six in order to win, in order to get a game seven. I, I will always forever love that quote. You have to win game six in order to play game seven. That is true. Um, man, tough. But it, these are the good conversations to have. I mean, there are going to be 12 or no, whatever, however many teams. Do the 12. math. Um, 12. Okay. 
that don't have these conversations. They're, they're pretending like it's February already. You know, they're focusing oh, wait, on wait. football and hockey and, 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 and basketball. I thought you were talking about how many playoff teams. Yeah, so there's going to be 18 teams, 18 Sorry. fan bases that are going to be, you know, looking at uh, football and hockey schedules. What are, what are Cincinnati Reds fans looking at right now? What are P- Pittsburgh Pirates fans, Chicago Cubs? Of course I went to the NL Central. Um, but you guys get my point. Like, th- this is why it's fun. And I know John said we were kind of gloomy. I think that's just because... A, we have been spoiled as a race fandom of just this is the fourth year in a row, people. Yes. A lot of fan bases don't don't get that. Like that's just not a common thing. And number two, if you compare the the situation this team is team is dealing with, especially offensively, more often more than nothing is the offense that worries us, race fans, with other 2019, 2020, 2021. I don't think we're as confident in this team getting farther than any of those other three. I think this is the the least. And I think as a fan base, we would all agree. But again, we live in an age where nobody agrees on anything. So, Right. And I mean, take the good with the bad. But the fact is, it would be nice to have Mike Zanino on a playoff roster. It'd be nice to have Kevin Kiermaier on a playoff roster. It'd be nice to have Brandon Lau on a playoff roster. Those are all up the middle guys, too by the way. Yeah. That's pretty critical, but, uh, I don't even want to, I don't want to even research what Brendan Lau has done against Shane Beaver. I don't even want to look it up just so, because it, it, yeah. it, it, it's his bat is sorely missed. I mean, here to put it again, we can talk about Brandon Lau's and episode in the playoffs, whatever it is, but let, let's big picture here. He had 14 home runs in 2020. 60-game season. The team leader yeah. on the Rays has, in 2022, what, 20? Randy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. No, it's insane. Yeah. So, yeah. not good. All right. Uh, thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on MLB podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you on Thursday and Friday with Evan Klosky.